love you. Welcome back, Couch Potatoes. Come on over here. Have a seat with us. There's plenty of room. I am the Green Traveler from Gorsh. And I am the Faceless Leon. Welcome. Welcome. TV Talks. Here we are. Yes. Here we are. You know, I've actually had a question. I always introduce myself, like, well, I say always. Sometime along the line, I started, you know, specifically saying I'm from Gorsh. Right. Are you from Earth? Um, I never really asked you. Originally, we're not really sure. Okay. But, you know. Because you're like a creation of sorts or like. Of a- sorts. Like, there, there may have been some sort of extraterrestrial matter involved in the experiment which resulted in me but because everyone died i mean that's fair it's hard to say but but you you technically though are a product of earth though i guess i I guess so yeah 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 at least half Uh, well no more than half i mean i just i kind of (laughs) multiply it's contained like don't worry you know yeah 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 Yeah, i've seen your little doodads running around it's ridiculous (laughs) Hey, the government doesn't have to know about my doodads. Oh, yeah, they do. They already did. They did so many research on us bastards. But no. Yeah, they did. Well, I mean, technically, we are kind of talking about a little bit of government research today. But, I mean, it's not uh, It's not government. It's more of the time agency. I it's a bureaucracy, for sure. It's a, yeah, 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 definitely. Some, some corporate shit going down there. <laughs> We're talking uh, Disney's latest Marvel TV show, the latest installment to the MCU. I don't know if they're numbering them like they were the films, like if this is oh. the, the 25th or 6th entry into the MCU. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I do like their miniseries break, but we're, we're talking the latest miniseries, Loki, ladies and gentlemen, coming right yes. after uh, Sir. not Captain Falcon and Winter Soldier, just Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It's coming right after that. Uh, in regards to when they released it, of course. Yes. In regards to the timeline, it's it's all fucked up when it happens. I, I really oh, don't. Oh, sure. I mean, so I'd say initially, all right, so we're going to try to avoid big spoilers because, you know, obviously it's yeah. it's it's Marvel well, and people get personal about that shit. Yeah. So. I, I, I will argue. I do want to put a spoiler wall up because, man, I just want to talk that ending. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah. sure. Um, yeah, so we'll have to throw a spoiler wall up for that. Hell yeah. I will say, though, I think I can confirm one thing because it was highly speculated upon. It takes place when Loki picks up the Tesseract in Endgame. Right. The, the, the bulk of its, of its uh, chronology takes place after Endgame, I would say. Yeah. Uh, yes, but that... But that that time period that they were in, I don't know if it should. I don't know. It Endgame was a long time ago. I only bring it up because Black Widow was just like so fucking confusing because it's not placed. Yeah, you know, in present day, it's placed like right. after Civil War. Right. So I just wanted to. I just wanted to solidify that Loki is a a modern day MCU well story. So and- <laughs> yes, like, but he goes the the, the Avengers. Do the time. They go in the do the time thing. And it's actually the Loki from Avengers 1. That's, yeah. That's who it is, the character. Well, technically, no, even, because if we want to keep getting confusing about yeah, this... It's, we'll just keep on get, going down this hole. <laughs> yeah, because it's not even that. It's another alternate version of Avengers 1 Loki. So it's not even yeah. our Avengers one Loki. Well, it's because Avengers he became one Loki, where he became Ragnarok yeah. Loki and Loki exactly, and, and yeah, and then he got choke bombed and it sucked. <laughs> oh, so sad. But no, we're not talking that. We're not. We're, we're we're focusing specifically on the happy, and that is the Loki television show. But uh, before we do that, yeah, let's you talk take about us out Patreon. To the- <laughs> Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I thought you might want to take us out to the ball field, but... Uh, I will. I will do that. But I thought maybe I'd do this first. So, if you guys like the show, please check out our Patreon account at patreon.com slash greenandfaceless. You can check yeah. out the tiers there. All our patrons get to vote on a monthly episode that we call the Potato Pick. That's where I'll leave yeah. it today. Yeah. We pitch it all. I, 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 yeah, I'll just add it. I'll just add that... Uh, 
If you want more of that confusing ass spiel that we just did at the beginning here, yeah, <laughs> just just go ahead and chip in two dollars. Yeah, <laughs> it's totally worth two guys just like completely babbling <laughs> on. Like we are we are so close to the mental asylum. Like your wife is like, yeah, she's got her eye on a room. She's like, I'm gonna put him in there. He's got good doctors capable. Like, and then I'm just gonna be tagged along because obviously we're inseparable given the government yeah. experience experiments yeah. that we are. But like yeah, we're we're so close to being mental health patients, like in in an asylum, not just like seeing a psychiatrist, but like literally put in the, in- How, the loony bin. Why why do you say that? What did Sarah say to you? Sarah, it's just observation, <laughs> man. Like you, I think uh, you're referring. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyhow, uh, yeah. Take me out to the living room. Take me out to my chair. Whoa, shut the curtains and turn on the tube. I don't care if we even eat food for it's the faceless pitch. Welcome back. Oh, my dog's so excited. Yes, yeah, she's ready to catch uh, a hot dog thrown from a vendor. Oh, yeah, um, she heard you singing and she was just like, she started doing the howling at the moon thing and just how? Not bad, huh? Um, no, music to her ears. <laughs> so, uh, this is how this works. I get three pitches. The pitches themselves are TV shows. I'm not pitching new ideas. This is somebody else's <laughs> idea. Uh, I'm just talking about it because that's what we do here. But from there, from them can be birthed new ideas by you and I. We can That's create true. our own TV shows. We can rip people off and create something brand new and That's make the right. money. That That's is capitalism. This is America. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, pitch number one uh, does not take place in America. This is Kim's Convenience. <gasps> uh, I believe it's... Uh, in Toronto, I should have looked that up to remind myself. Ah, but uh, the birthplace of Rush. Yes, yes. <laughs> but the Kim family—they own a convenience store, and uh, this sitcom is about their relationship with uh, the community, uh, their their customers, and uh, uh, it, it focuses. On Andrea Bang, who plays Janet, the daughter. Um, and she is a college student when it starts out in photography. So there's students that she meets along the way that become main characters. Uh, and then also Jung, the son, who is a, kind of estranged from the family. And the story is the family trying to work through that. Uh, he works at a <laughs> a car rental place. And, uh, there's a lot of great stuff that comes from there, along with his best friend, Kim Chi Han, played by Andrew Fung. And I didn't say that Jung is played by Simu Liu, Liu, maybe? I'm sorry. I should have looked up beforehand. But he's playing Shang-Chi, uh, in Shang-Chi and The Legend of the, the Ten Rings. Or is it, yeah, I right? just call it. Yeah, just just Shang Chi, yada yada yada. Is it eleven rings? It's a long. Is it ten rings? It's nine, ten. It's a long title, it's man. Ten that's what I'm rings. Saying. It should have just been Shang Chi. Just make it his name. Just that. That's good enough. Shang Chi you know, and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Yeah, the Legend of the Hidden Temple. <laughs> well, I am excited for that that movie. I am too. It's just the long ass name. <laughs> it could have just been Shang Chi. <laughs> Well, anyhow, I really enjoy him as Jung and also all of the rest of the Kim family and really almost every one of the side characters I I really have had grown uh, an attachment to through the run of this show. Uh, It it is now finished. Its last season, uh, I believe, aired this year, earlier this year, and it's it's a lot of fun there's a lot of like cultural exploration except here's the catch after the show was completed both simu and jean yoon who plays their mother referred to as uma they both came out in interviews and said 
how the writing and production crew, there was hardly anyone who represented the Korean culture in there. And they constantly had to question and bring up critiques on what was being brought to the table. And, and, you know, to, to try to, they, they, I, th- I feel, I think if I remember correctly, there's trying to like tone some of the racist jokes down while also trying to make sure that the culture was being represented properly. Like, especially with Jean Yoon, she complained that they would have gotten the food wrong every single time if she did not come in. So that well, doesn't good. kind of disappoint me, but I really enjoyed the ride of the show and the chemistry of the characters. What do you think? I might pass on this one. You know, it looks like a good strike maybe, but I might just like let it go and see what the ump calls it. Sure. Maybe until, you know, may- the ump might be Shang-Chi. Maybe, maybe yeah. if I, uh, if I like Shang-Chi enough, maybe I'll, maybe I'll check it out. But I don't know. It, it seems like there's good jokes to be had from the customer service angle. Cause they both have like jobs in that Definitely. remark. So like, that'd be nice. But I feel like that's a for me that's a very run dry. I've seen so many of those jokes already that, and right. I've lived that life that that's currently my life that it just it, it's more like hits close to home. Where instead of laughing at it, I'm just like, oh yeah, yeah, people are like that. <laughs> like uh, we're God. a couple yeah. moments like that, but mostly there's just great community moments, uh, which mm. I appreciate. But yeah, I, I can also say that this show might not be for everyone. There is some accent humor, uh, I would say, but it, it it feels like it's coming from, you know, those people in the community. But from what they say, the people writing the show aren't necessarily being represented by the culture. So could be problematic. I did want to mention that I did really enjoy the performance of Appa, their father, by Paul Sun Young Lee who is also in The Mandalorian and oh, nice. also probably said his name wrong. I apologize. <laughs> <clears throat> but he you, he plays a uh, – I, I wanted to say rebel, but they're the standing government technically in The Mandalorian. But he's one of the, the captains uh, and you okay. see him in a flight suit. And, gotcha. You know, if you've seen that character, you know who I'm talking about. His name is Car- Captain Carson something. Sorry. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, he was good in that too. But his relationship with Janet in this show is awesome. Pitch number two The Sons of Sam, A Descent into Darkness. Oh, shit. Yeah. So this is actually a uh, four episode doc- docuseries. It is about the Son of Sam murders, but it is primarily about this guy, Mari Terry. And he's, he's passed now, but his like journals were narrated by Paul Giamatti in the, um, the docuseries. And this guy was convinced he was uh, a journalist, started working out for an IBM magazine, but that's where he was working at the time of the murders. An irritable, irritable bowel movement magazine? No, the computer, the business machines. Oh, did I say that wrong? Is it I? No, I. I, I think you're right. No, I think it is I, IBM. I was just my mind immediately was just like <laughs> I, I was immediately thinking he just started working for like I was like sure that could have been a magazine sure. back in the fifties and sixties. I guess <laughs> <laughs> they're trying to figure it out, man. Why? Why? Why do we all have this problem? Hey guys, <laughs> I feel you. I'm there oh, almost every day. Sometimes. <clears throat> okay, on to business. So, Mari was convinced that there was something more to the Son of Sam case. And he dug deeper and he, he believes that this occult stuff that's happening in Yonkers, the same neighborhood that David Berkowitz, Son of Sam, lived at, is connected to him. And there's a lot of evidence, including this family that lived near him and honestly helped in the conviction of him, or at least in the the arrest, that they were connected and partook in the killings because they were all throughout New York, really. It it was a handful of different neighborhoods anyways. So he was convinced of this to the, the point that he eventually got interviews with 
David Berkowitz. There, his interviews with him are a bit controversial. It's all in the show, and they explain it a lot better than I ever could, but I am almost convinced. I just think he got too close to the case, and people started thinking that he was uh, just off his rocker. It's worth a watch. You know, it's a true crime thing. That's not for everybody, but dang, it's one of the best true crime things I've ever seen, and it really did convince me. Nice. Yeah, I, uh, I'd swing at that. I, I like a good murder. I like a good yeah. good journalistic approach at things, you know, looking into that true crime thing. I love, you know, I love True Detective. That was a, the first season, at least. Oh, I didn't shit. watch anything after that. I haven't that. watched that yet. Yeah, it's, it's a good one. It's really fun. Matthew McConaughey and, uh, uh, ooh, Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. That first season, that. at least. I couldn't remember so if good. he was in the second one or not. I know Vince Vaughn was in the second one. Yeah, Vince Vaughn and somebody else in the second one. I can't remember who else, but yeah, I never, I didn't watch past that. But I, I you know, I like a good, uh, a good murder story. And the Sons of Sam was always a very interesting one, right? And uh, you know, I don't know enough about it, so that'd be a lot of fun to look into. I'm sure they explain more about it. I'm not like deep into the serial killers right. as a lot of people. There's a lot of people who will listen to right. a lot of murder podcasts out there, and Definitely. no judgment on them but i'm not i'm not one of those i don't want that kind of negativity around me all the fucking time yes definitely, <laughs> definitely. but you are also a self-proclaimed bibliophile so yeah. uh this guy uh mari terry did write a book on the subject i couldn't tell you off the top of my head what it is but i could send you the title at some point if you're interested yeah because i would enjoy that and uh, just so people i got made fun of this a lot because as a self-proclaimed bibliophile I like to say that word a lot, uh-huh. and people think it means you have sex with books. <laughs> no, it just means you love books, people. File just means love. <laughs> I have a library. <laughs> it's a pretty good size library. Uh, it yeah, is you. also his living room because it's you know that's the largest room he has available. But if you go to Patreon.com and start helping me out, I might be able to buy a house, ladies and gentlemen. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Green Faceless. Here's the last pitch. I thought this one would be suiting, suited, well-suited. God, dear God. Well-suited for Loki. Jupiter's legacy. In this story, told in two different timelines, the 1920s, just after, well, it, I guess the 30s. It's after the stock market crash. Right at the stock market crash. And also in modern time. But yet, they are the same characters that we're talking about. So let me explain. Josh Duhamel plays uh, Sheldon Sampson. Ben Daniels plays his brother, uh, Walt. And they owned a big business that folded during... The stock market crash, just like everybody else, you know. But anyhow, they take what remaining funds they have along with their rich friend, George Hutchins, played by Matt Lanter, and they journey across the world and find this place and get superpowers. And the the, the modern day storyline is about how they are aging superheroes. Ooh. They're all they're all in their hundred, uh, you know, hundreds, uh, along with Sheldon's wife, Grace Kennedy Sampson. Uh, Leslie Bibb plays Grace. They are worried about the future, the future of the Union, which is what they called their superhero group. Uh, there has been a few revolving members. There's also a lot of names like that. That so okay. <laughs> I should also say Josh Duhamel's uh, superhero name is the Utopian. His, <laughs> his brother is Brainwave. Oh, that's not bad. And uh, yeah, but it's been used like a bazillion other times. <laughs> right, right. Uh, his wife, Grace, is Lady Liberty. And, okay. Uh, I believe George was uh, Sky Fox. Uh, Ooh, yeah. I like Sky Fox. Yeah, I kind of like Sky Fox too. They... So, this might be a spoiler. They don't go too much into the early part of when they're superheroes. They just manage in this first season to tell the story of them getting the powers. So, that is a spoiler. But the real story in the modern day 
which is reflected by the story in the past, is Andrew Horton, the son character playing Brandon Sampson, and uh, Elena Camporis playing Chloe Sampson. They are they and they genetically inherited their parents' powers, and Brandon wants to be just like his dad, and his superhero name is the Paragon. Or just Paragon, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Boo. Chloe decided to not take up the mantle, and she's trying to be a model, but she's also heavily addicted to drugs. So, oh, fun. Yeah, there's a lot about the expectations that Sheldon, their father, put on them that you know makes them act the way that they do, and there's a lot about there's a lot about graying the area of what's right and wrong. Like there's a, oh my god I don't under I don't understand how they got away with so many times how they said it's not how it used to be <laughs> I I was just like oh dear God come on <laughs> I mean, it was it's never how it used to be <laughs> That's, but uh, besides that it, it is a there's fun drama that goes on and then also superhero stuff it's for adults there's some pretty gnarly stuff that happens i'm a sucker for superhero stuff but what do you think yeah i too am uh a sucker for superhero shit especially you know things that take from dc and marvel but create completely new characters and go in a different spin on it you know all those kind of like kind of like what the what if you know coming up with marvel you know i like that different look on things other than the mainstream dc and marvel shit definitely and you know i liked Oh, what is that? What is that one show that uh, on Amazon Prime? Invincible. Invincible. That shit was. Good. Yeah, I like. Yeah, I haven't watched all of it. I've only watched the, f- the first few episodes, and you know, I like that that concept superhero thing. So I would definitely swing at this because it just seems like it would be very entertaining to me. But at the same time, it does kind of sound like they're just pulling on a lot of textbook story arcs for this kind of stuff. So. You know, I'm a little weary on it, but I would definitely check it out. I will add one thing to my pitch because I think that you will find this touch more intriguing. The part that's set in the past is written like a thriller, like like a horror Ooh. thriller. Uh, Ooh, yeah. So it it is very good. They do they do a lot of stuff where you question. Where the characters are questioning Sheldon's insanity, but of course we see this future version. There is a bit of dramatic irony there. We know the destination, but I I thought that it was it was more intriguing. I looked forward to the story parts in the past because uh, the difficulties that they had to go through to to get where they go. I mean, yeah. Now that now that I know there's horror involved, I'll, de- I'll definitely check it out. But it's gonna be a while. Yeah, it's gonna be a while. <laughs> I'm bad at TV shows, everybody. Like, so like I was talking to talking to the faceless Leon over there before we started this. That like for me, the the problem is I I like to discuss things. That's why we're here. That's why we're doing this podcast. I, I like to talk to and like I always want to hear your opinion too. So if you want to leave a comment and uh, on the videos below, you know you can go ahead and do that. I'll definitely read them because I like you know I like talking shit. That's yeah. what I do. I I gab. I'm a gabber. And with TV shows, it's just, it's hard for me to gab because, you know, so many people watch a lot of things. I'm a slow watcher of shows, so it takes me a long time to catch up. By the time I do catch up, nobody wants to talk about it anymore. And the shows that, the shows that I love, nobody wants to talk about in the first place because it's like, it's Doctor Who, which is going on season, what, 40, 41? I don't know. They're going on year 60, though. I love You know, they've been around for 60 years. I'm just not caught up. Sorry. No, no. I, I'm just saying, like, but but like, n- I, I've only met like four people in my life that are actually outside of the internet. I've I've talked to a lot of people on the internet about Doctor Who, <laughs> but in, in my life, there's only like four people who that I find cool. I will say that I'm like interested in talking to who have liked Doctor Who, and so it's just you know it's it's a very niche thing that I like. Yeah. And then all the shows that everybody else likes, like Tiger King and all that shit, I just can't get into it. <laughs> what like, an example! <laughs> hey, it's what it's what was the talk of the town but last dude, year? I mean, I watched it. It was interesting. It was a wild ride. But I understand I your ethical qualms. 
with I just yeah production. I don't like giving people like that screen time like who the fuck cares <laughs> and I've and I've watched you know keeping up with the Kardashians I tried to keep up I couldn't I made it like two episodes <laughs> like I don't I don't like them as people and it's like it seems like that's no. a lot of TV shows anymore it's like it's if it's reality TV it's a bunch of people I don't like yeah, I mean, I like RuPaul. I'll watch the shit out of RuPaul's Drag Race. Like yeah. that's that's a lot that of fun. fun. Yeah, those kind of those kind of reality shows I can get into. But yeah, I mean, you can always there's always more entertainment to be had out of you, you know you can think up whatever the fuck you want and make a show out of it. Why aren't we pitching shows, Greg? Because we don't know anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna Google how to pitch to Netflix tonight. Hell yeah! Well, I think we have to get like an agent, somebody to speak from us to to them. Right, and I don't I'll think they want to hear what the fuck we have to say. Well, we'll figure it out. And when, when, while you're at it, figure out how I could publish a novel too. <laughs> <laughs> but but all of that, all of that to get to the show we're watching, we're talking today, Loki. Again, it's it's a show that I was able to keep up with because everybody else was forced to keep up with me. That's, that's what I. That, that's why it's easy for me to watch these Disney Plus shows is because they're being released one episode a week. So all the people I know who are going to watch that show and it's going to be the buzz of the town for, you know, for the workday, they have to stay at the exact same pace as me. And it's Mm -hmm. fucking beautiful because it makes it easy for me to watch it. All the shows that are streamable, everybody watches it in two days. And then five weeks later, I finish the show and I'm like, hey, guys, how was Queen's Gambit? Wasn't that good? Everybody's like, yeah, Greg, Queen's Gambit was great back in November. So (laughs) shut the fuck up. I watched it again. Okay. That shit was yeah. great. And we talked about it. I know we talked about it. I could talk about you about a lot of shit. But like the, the people I see on a daily basis at work, it's like they watch shit at much faster pace than I. And I'm over here doing a paint by numbers and I can't watch TV while doing that because I have to be watching the show. <laughs> but instead I'm painting by numbers. I'm like, well, that takes two hours of my time. And then, you know, I don't have time for shows. <laughs> I'm a boring old man. I don't have time for this stuff. <laughs> well, okay. You made time and now we're here. We're talking about it. You want to summarize Loki or should I? I- I'll do my best. Yeah. You've had, you've had the pitch. You're, you gotta, you gotta wet your vocals. I gotta recuperate. <laughs> yeah. So, Loki, as you said, takes place right after he picks up the Tesseract in Endgame. He disappears. He does some of his magical trickery and flies away and winds up at the time time agency? Time. Oh, shit. The T. Oh, fuck. The time people. He's at the time people and the (laughs) time people. (laughs) man. Hold on a second. I'm looking this up. (laughs) The, the, The time alliance. (laughs) <laughs> uh, the keep the keepers of the sacred timeline at the very least that is what they do yeah he he becomes the kind of like a buddy cop to mobius played by owen wilson he works he's pretty high up in the time variance authority the tva variance authority tva so they right. normally refer to it as the tva and i think we're both a little auditorially dyslexic because i get fucking acronyms and whatever mixed up all the fucking time right and uh mobius played again played by owen wilson owen wilson is beautiful um you know i've I've always loved him he had a he had a you know sad moment mid 2000s and i'm happy that he's having his comeback he's having a he's he's just doing great he's just fucking phenomenal here him and uh tom hiddleston they have great chemistry yeah dude and i mean that's the beautiful thing is like tom hiddleston one very beautiful man great actor like he carries this whole show with ease like just walking around it's it's so fun to and watch he him in every single scene either because all no, the rest he of the show is up there with him like, exactly i mean it's a it's a great quality show the writing is all great too but like what makes tom hiddleston great is he just has easy chemistry with everybody else yeah. because him and owen wilson are great and there's another character uh comes in maybe around episode two or three played by Sophia DiMartino and the chemistry he has with her also phenomenal. And she has also come out uh, just to do a little bit of my doctor who corner over here. She's come out and said that she wants to play the doctor and Jodie Whittaker and Chris Chibnall just announced that they're going to step down in 2022. So if, you know, Sophia DiMartino, if she's not tied down with a Marvel contract, come on, BBC, look into it. 
But at the same time, look into Neil Gaiman and Richard Aoid. I want, yeah. I want Neil Gaiman to be the showrunner and Richard Aoid to be the doctor. Dude, Neil Gaiman but, as the showrunner would be fucking hot. Dude, it'd be phenomenal. Hell. But Loki, I feel like that's really just – that. that's all I should say is he becomes allied with the TVA, kind of forcibly allied yes. with the TVA. Yeah. He sees a bit of the future <laughs> that we have known of Loki, which does alter his mindset a little bit, I will, I will say. You know, he, he does – he's not as, uh, I guess, childish as Avengers Loki. He sees his future and that kind of matures him a little bit. And his job with the TVA is uh, it, it's to hunt down variants, I will yeah. say. That, that's how, that's how we'll, we'll put it to not spoil things. Well, and a variant, a variant is just an alternate reality version of something. Tara Strong, as Miss Minutes, explains it very well in episode one. Yes. <laughs> do, you, do you have the quote? <laughs> oh, I, just, oh I, I, I can't oh, quote oh, it. I just can paraphrase Gotcha. I could paraphrase that every time uh, some – we'll say someone. I guess it could be something. I guess that's considerable. Yeah. Someone or something, when they fuck with the timeline – sorry, the coarse language, but my adjectives <laughs> aren't on point today. They create a variant of themselves and of the world, really. And the point of the TVA is to keep the sacred timeline from deviating right. too greatly. Because that could cause the next multiversal war. That's the explanation. Yes. From that explanation, you get hints at the multiverse, hints at, you know, there's right. some Doctor Strange stuff. There's a lot of good exploration of more themes that we've seen in the comic books that haven't yet made it to the cinematic universe. And, you know, it's it's opened the door wide to, like, a lot of things you'd see in the Fantastic Four, right. uh, a lot of things you'd see in X-Men. Like, it's a good branch. It's, it makes it very exciting for where the universe is going to go from here. What if? Yeah, it's coming, man. I'm really excited for that show. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and is it animated, right? Isn't it an animated? Is it animated? I don't know. I th- it looks I think cool. it is. I, I haven't looked into it. So, I just I, I just heard the synopsis idea and I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what I want to look at is like high concept yeah. that don't mean a thing yeah. because this universe is so fucking big and everything, everything, you know, ricochets back at each other. That you know, it's it's nice that it's all connected, but occasionally I do want to yeah. just take a take just a step do some aside fun and stories. a non-canon, you know, just in its own little bubble universe, having fun. Like I'm excited yeah. for it. And then if they make it canon, I'm good with that. Exactly. Yeah. But the shit in Loki, the shit in Loki's all canon, and holy fuck, I yeah, don't know what's if, gonna happen. It rocks next. the fucking world, dude. It it this show sets up the big thing. The, what, whatever the big thing is, I don't want to say yeah. what the big thing is, but it sets it up and it sets it up really well. And you got to yeah. wait for the last episode for it. Like they, they got, they build it piece by piece and they, they do a very good job at also keeping it very high action. And see, it's, it's one of those things too, that if you know the comics really well, you can see all the Easter eggs and all the hints and you're like, okay. I know who they're talking about and who they're hinting, but surely they're not doing this. <laughs> and then they just do it. <laughs> it's like fucking wow. Right, yeah. It's great. It and felt early. If it, it feels early. That's what yeah. I'll say. Yeah. Yeah, and it makes me it makes me wonder if he's kind of if if the big bad that's hint that you know, we'll talk behind it again behind a spoiler wall and eventually. But it makes me wonder if he is like a decoy villain, if there's going to be something bigger behind him. And know. by bigger, you can read between the lines there. Like, you know, big. Oh. Like, like oh. galactic. Oh. <laughs> That's an interesting guess. I'd be really guess. excited for that. That's an interesting guess. Yeah. Because the last time somebody attempted this in cinema, it was not very good. No, it wasn't. But if anybody's <laughs> going to get it right, it would probably be Kevin Feige. Fair. Which, by the way, I, I do want to call attention. I don't know. I don't know how... This impacts Loki, but I just discovered that by releasing these films through Disney Prime, like uh, by releasing Black Widow and all that, the creators aren't getting as much kickback. Uh. So I don't know, like maybe Disney has Disney gets more the the thirty dollar fee to watch it. I don't know how that impacts Loki. I I, I hope that the the money's because you don't have to buy for Loki. It's just part of right. Disney. Uh, right. streaming so i'm not sure i'm but sure I would the hope contracts the were different for that yeah scarlett johansson johansson just sued 
uh, Disney for it. Uh, just just a fun thing to, to just to throw out there. Uh, doesn't yeah, really impact well, the show whatsoever. Necessarily, but uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, bad, bad adjective. <laughs> uh, but I think some people are worried about you know they, people have ethical concerns about how they consume things, and I think it's nice yeah. to put a PSA about that. That that thank you. And, you know, before we get behind a spoiler wall, you know, there are some cons to the show, I will say. There are very few, small, tiny fucking nitpicks yeah, that, like, I can actually only think of one. Okay. And it, and it's that, uh, I don't think this is a spoiler. I mean, it's kind of a spoiler, but it's a very small spoiler. I've always known Loki to be a trickster. That's right. what he fucking is. That's what he has always been. Even when he became kind of good in Endgame. You know, around right. that time period when he was kind of being like anti-hero, good brother for Thor. <laughs> like, he he still had trickster, like, you couldn't trust him moments. Right, right. I didn't feel that at all throughout whole, the whole of this show. It, it, it yeah. felt like throughout the whole show that I could trust Loki because he he, 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 he is hardly ever lying. He's hardly ever playing tricks. There's hardly ever a, a double intention behind anything. He is just kind of lost out of place and like just focused on one thing. And that's my only nitpick is that he just kind of doesn't seem like Loki at times. Right. He just seems more of like a, we have to have a he- more heroic kind of lead for this show. Right. And I, I can agree with you on that because he's also not the Loki who's gone through that journey to the, exactly through the last Thor movie and yeah. the Avengers movies. He He's the guy f- that just got caught from the first Avengers movie. So he hasn't right. had all that growth. There is that one moment that I will let the audience see that I think justifies it. But, and he does though. He, I, I will argue with against you on this. There are a few moments that he's being a trickster just at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then after Sophia D. Martino is involved, he, does start shifting because of that connection that he has yeah. with her. I, that's that's what I think, and that's that's totally fine too. Like I, I love the connection that he has with her. I just kind of wish they had played it up a little bit more to where you couldn't trust that connection, right. to where it sure. felt like like there was a rift yeah. that could be easily snapped given one wrong move. Like I, I just kind of wish that that the, there was that bit of mystery still. Sure. But, you know, Tom Hiddleston, he's just – he's too trusting of a guy in this. And, that, again, that's not a bad thing because I love Tom Hiddleston. So, like, it, <laughs> it, it, it just kind of made me keep hoping that there – that it was all like a, a, a red herring that I was like there was going to be a, a plan or a trick at the yeah. end. Yeah. I don't know, though, because I like Tom Hiddleston, I'm happy to see Loki – becoming more of a hero character uh i know that we've already seen that in the canon show but i'm glad that it got furthered in this even though it's a it's a different loki okay yeah are you ready to put up that spoiler wall yeah i think we are smack it up i think we are thank you for tuning in to void spoilers skip to 5345 and uh, let's let's start it. I think first off, let's just let's just point out who Sophie DiMartino is. Yes, uh, she is Lady Loki. She the, the variants that Loki is uh, hired by the TVA to look at or to go find are variants of himself. Yes, variants who have strayed from the sacred timeline and are threatening to it because, as you know, the TVA mentions, even though Loki's kind of a joke to them, the TVA is not like too too. Th- threatened by loki but at the same time he is a threat to the sacred timeline that they very much acknowledge uh so so mobius gets the bright idea to to use this loki the loki that we're following to be his like sidekick to help him catch variants of himself and one of those variants is lady loki played by sofia de martino who goes by the name sylvie and yes. and I don't know if there's a comic book connection. I'm sure there is. Yes, I I actually, I do. Know, I know the comic book connection. So uh, there is a newer interpretation of the Enchantress. The Enchantress, for a long time, the what I know her from, from her classic interpretation in the comic books, is that she is a sometimes lover of Loki, but 
she she just has magical powers and is an enchantress. But Sylvie is the new interpretation of the enchantress. She's a teenager and she is imbued with the power of Loki. Ooh. They do have some kind of uh relationship. I don't think it's it's not it's not a sexual thing because she's a teenager. Right. But well, I mean technically not neither is uh Neither is the show's version. <laughs> yeah, never got sexual. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, there's definitely it's romantic. romantic. Uh, yeah, which yeah. is super <laughs> weird, man. I mean, I mean, he is a narcissist, oh, come on. so it works. Yeah, exactly. It's, he, it's, it makes it's the most sensible yeah. thing I can think of. Yeah, the only one he could love so enough is himself. But at the same time, I, I mean, I guess maybe I am a bit of a narcissist. I was going to say like I would love female me also if I were to meet her. Like <laughs> I would be like, "Yes, finally." <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, I am I am a narcissist, so let's be honest. I don't know. I might be into it. what what's one amorphic blob to another, you know? <laughs> exactly. <yeah. laughs> it's been a long time since I've seen a Gorshin. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I, I fucking love Sylvie. She's, she's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. She was one of my favorite things about this whole show. Like I love, again, love Tom Hiddleston, love Owen Wilson, but Lady Loki was such a fucking badass. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, and like, and you, you felt for her, like her whole story too. Like you learn a bit about her origin story and you learn about why she's doing, I won't, I won't spoil what her plan is, but you okay. learn why she's doing what she's doing. And I felt more attached to what she was going through than what our Loki was going through. Even though I was loving following Tom Hiddleston, and I think he was a good vehicle for the audience, <clears throat> her story was just more captivating. Definitely. Yeah, it, it was. And, and if she does become the Doctor, I'd be cool with that. Oh, yeah. Put her in like a old-fashioned like... 1800s suit with the little vest and everything like gray vest give her a bowler hat <laughs> nice. it sounds a little um clockwork orangey though yeah i kind of like I, I feel like she could put a little look off of it. that's yeah. that's what i'm just choosing to cast her and obviously they can choose whatever they want they might go <laughs> crazy cra- they, i don't know their costumes have been i kind of like jody whitaker's but it's, it's very fifth doctor peter davidson where it's kind of just sure. white and bland i mean she's got the nice rainbow stripes i but... love the rainbow suspenders yeah 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 Those the jumpers cool. is that what the <laughs> what does she wear overalls i mean it's it's suspenders it's but the, in england they call them jumpers yeah right right right, right. i like i said i'm not caught up i've watched i think, <laughs> I think three jody whitaker episodes i feel bad about that I stopped right before the spider one. <laughs> you were breaking up, but that's totally fine because uh, we're, we're not talking Doctor Who. We're talking talking Loki. We're yeah, we're talking Loki. And the, other, the other big thing to spoil that I want to spoil at least is the big bad. Maybe yeah. there's more that you wanted to spoil before him. Do you yeah, wanna... let's, let's talk about the timekeepers. You, uh, you mean the Star Wars The Last Jedi stuff? <laughs> that, that was another big issue I had with this whole show is that there are so many things that just completely felt very derivative of Disney products. Mm. And the timekeeper scene was 100% just a ripoff of the... What was his fucking name? Snoke? Snoke? Uh, yeah, something like that. Snoke. Yeah. Yeah, Snape. Uh, Chancellor Snape, like the the gold, the guy in the golden robes, like yeah. that scene where where Ray and Kylo Ren take out all of his guards and then like kill him and that kind of, that was one hundred percent the exact same scene as the fucking time. You're keepers. right. You're right. It was the same scene. That is disappointing a little bit, but it was still cool. <laughs> but like, but yeah, it was cool. But and so I, I I I couldn't think the whole time. I was like, is this just like a is this I like I didn't know if I was making fun of that. Or if it was like if there was a if there was a metaphor behind it, you know, I didn't I didn't know if there was a message. Like if it was an entertainment kind of like, uh, I don't know, like an entertainment a metaphor for entertainment. Hmm. But yeah, it just that, that it really bothered me because I watched that entire thing and I'm like, man, this looks like the layout of Snopes Chambers. And then the fight scene happens. And I'm like, huh, this is almost the exact same thing <laughs> that happens in Last Jedi. And then the ending to it the fight with is. the the timekeepers, yeah. it's like, huh. I didn't notice that weird. before. I'm happy with it being a cool, cool scene. Because it was cool, cool. But yeah. I gotta say, even though they were the red herring of this story, I want to know more about them. 
<laughs> I want to know. <laughs> I want to know that uh, what was her the uh, judge character? What was her name? Ravona Renslayer, played by Gugu Bathara. She's she's cool. I like her character. Uh, I like the relationship that she has with Mobius, which yeah. uh, I thought I did kind of, I don't know. It, it still is kind of pretty rough what actually is going on in their relationship. Like, I don't know if it's sexual or not. Yeah. I don't think it was. I, I think maybe they might have shared it. Think, I think maybe they like shared a kiss once upon a time, but I don't, I don't think maybe. it was sexual. Well, it, I think it was before she was put in that big position that was above him. I think like they were partners before she was promoted. Mm-hmm. Oh, right, right. Anyhow, I want to know what her relationship with the timekeepers was. I want more detail on that. Like, what was she doing all these fucking years? We want you want the you want the deets. I can give you the deets. You got the deets. Here's the big here's the big spoiler, ladies and gentlemen. You get to meet the big bad, and the big bag bad is uh, it's not technically King the Conqueror, but. It's Kang it's the Conqueror. In the in the comics, Ravona is a a girlfriend of Kang the Conqueror's. So like she she oh. knew there were no timekeepers. She was I, I I think she was she knew exactly who she was dealing with. Huh. And everything that she did in that chamber scene was just for show. Like, you know, she knew it was all fictional and everything. She was in on it. You think so? See, I think maybe the, That's what the I think. girlfriend That's what angle I- can come from the ending, you know, maybe that world. True, yeah. Because she did kind of seem surprised, but she was. She just seems like she was so brainwashed that she still thinks that she needs, that it is imperative for her to maintain what she was doing. Maybe. I, I was just completely thinking, like, you know, that was, that's where my thoughts were going, was I was like, ooh, right. she's she's probably faking it. She's probably the trickster. I mean, she's a great actress. I, I really like the character. And but but I think it's time to talk King. I, I think yeah, he just did so good. So just like just like with uh, Gabriel, uh, Gael, Gael Garcia. What's his? Dang it, I can't remember his name. But just like with him, how it's just like uh, you know we watched we watched old, and then the very next movie I watched with Motorcycle Diaries, he's also in. It's like whoa, what? Yeah, it's the same thing with fucking uh, Jonathan Majors. We know we want Gael Garcia Bernal. Thank you. Yeah, it, it was just, it's the same thing with Jonathan Majors because, you know, we watch Lovecraft Country and I hear, I heard the announcement that he was cast as King, but I heard that right. for Ant-Man Quantumania or whatever the new Ant-Man movie is. Or Ant-Man and the Wasp. Don't, can't forget the Wasp. Quantumania. And so I was, I you know, I wasn't expecting, I mean, they, they hint, they name drop and, uh, they never name drop, but they hint a lot at King the Conqueror. But I thought they were just setting him up for Ant Man. You know, I thought right. this was just a, a universe furthering show. No, they they they, they literally went to him. <laughs> Jonathan Majors makes an appearance. He's a lot of fun. He's like he is so wild. Good. He is all over the place. Yeah, and I'm expecting something totally different from yeah the next installment because that's the thing is like it it all boils down to in, you know I don't actually want to spoil the ending. But I, I will just say that I'm very excited for King the Conqueror because I they have. Too. I haven't read much of him in the comics, just very little bits within the Infinity War trilogy way back in the 70s or 80s. I don't remember when that took place. But yeah, I'm. I'm just. I'm very excited with how they've set this un- like the universe up, and like I just. Oh, I can't wait to see where it goes from here. Like, it's just amazing to me that Disney or that Marvel really. You know, I, again, I was okay I was, with Endgame being the end. Right, yeah. That, that was fine. Yeah. But I'm like, hey, we're not going to touch this for a while and, and we'll maybe toss out a few Marvel movies here and there. I could, yeah. yeah and I could have been very happy with that because uh, this has to be a ridiculously tiresome and painful process to make these fucking movies all connect, man. I mean, right. Jesus. Like Kevin Feige has to have the most ridiculous wall with like the ribbons right. all across it and everything tying everything together. Like he has to probably rent out an entire fucking floor of the Empire State Building for that <laughs> shit. Like it's gotta suck. Yeah, it, and it's gotta be. 
crazy. And when Marvel was just like, you know, we're not going to do movies for a while because, you know, COVID happened and everything. They're like, we'll still put out movies every year, but we're going to focus more on TV shows for like the next two or three years. You know, you know how I am with TV shows. So I was just like, okay, Marvel, maybe this is where I stop watching the MCU. No, their shows so far, you know, I, they've been I, great. Admittedly, I'm not a huge, you know, I, I probably wouldn't watch Falcon and Winter Soldier as quickly as I would watch uh, Scarlet Witch or Loki. And that's just because that's not the type of show that I typically would watch. Like, I'm not interested in, you know, it, it wasn't it's as compelling cop. as both it's of these films. It's a buddy cop spy movie. Yeah. And, 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 you know, Scarlet Witch and Loki, they were both just high concept fantasy fun. Yeah. You like, that's great. You can't beat WandaVision in concept. And I mean, this obviously was high concept too. But man, what it does to the universe is crazy. So while we were not, while we're not too far divorced from Kang, do you think they should have went blue, or do you think they might still go blue? I think they could still go blue because yeah. that could be like his conquering colors. Like maybe yeah. he like puts on war paint, or maybe it's some kind of technology that he infused with himself. Maybe. Are we still talking spoilers? Do, what What else do we uh, want to talk about? I I mean, I really want to talk know, about think... Sylvia. I want to talk about Kang. You want to talk about it more? There's other shit Math? that is so good, like the variants of Loki, like uh, on the oh man, uh, yeah, uh, Oblivion or whatever they called that place. Yeah, uh, the near the end of time, the void yeah. or whatever it was, yeah, the void. That's what it was. The void. That's what it. Yeah, was. they were all sent to the void. Where there was a giant awesome monster, which I can't remember its name, but that, that shit was a lot of fun too. Uh, even though it was just a, a huge Elias. CGI Elias. yeah. Even Elias. though it was just a huge CGI swirl of mist and bullshit, yeah, it was still pretty cool. So I heard that they cut two episodes. Oh, really? They yeah, because of the pandemic. So hmm. I wonder if. Eliath was supposed to be something else, and that's what it had to become to make the episode. But the, the yeah. episode cap, maybe I'm not, I'm not sure. I like I like how they tie it in though, because I like I like its relation with Kang because it, it kind of gives you the the estimation of his power. I mean, not really. Also, like Kang's power is represented so weirdly because you know he's powerful, right? But it's it's never actually shown. Well, so, like, you just hear about it. Yeah, he says that he's a scientist. Exactly. So, yeah. At the very least, we know that Kang is super smart. But he he is so powerful that the, the Infinity Stones are practically rendered inert. You know, he's just they're just lying around in the TVA. Like, they just have everything. They're the most powerful thing in the universe, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, it's just, you know, he has this, like, this weird... You know, underlying strength that we just haven't seen yet. And I'm really excited to see how it's, uh, I, I just want to see more of Jonathan Majors too. Like, he, oh, he's yeah. so fucking great. He impressed and, me in this, but you know, I was already impressed with Lovecraft Country. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited I'm, with that. He's going to be a great villain. It makes me sad that they canceled that show. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it had an, uh, an arc. Yeah. But, it got so many nos- nominations at the award shows that I feel like HBO Max might be like, ooh. Maybe, <laughs> maybe we made maybe a mistake. Made yeah, maybe we made the wrong decision. People really like that show, huh? It, it could have really been a good. money grab. Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd watch Letty some more. Hell yeah, I would. Yeah, fuck yeah. Journey Smollett. Oh, oh, speaking of that, though, we I feel like the wall's probably down at this point. We kind of just talked through it, but I'm sure it's down. Yeah, it might have collapsed. It might have collapsed. So we're going to say officially it did. I did want to say, since we were talking about Love... Oh, no. The wall can't come down because we were talking about a particular person from Lovecraft Country. So never mind. <laughs> now we can take it down. Now we can take it down. <laughs> so I think we're ready for closing statements. And I want to start by uh, first acknowledging a couple of uh, cast members that I really enjoyed. Woonmi... Mosaku, her character's name is Hunter B15, but I I love what they did with her character in this. Yeah. She's from Lovecraft Country, so we've talked about her before. We also have uh, another person. I think I mentioned Tara Strong doing some awesome. Yeah, voice uh, I love me some Tara Strong. Uh, She's but, an amazing voice actor. Uh, Eugene Cordero, he plays Casey. 
who is a clerk <laughs> for the TVA. And there's some right. fun comical moments between him and Tom Hiddleston. He's not, he's only in three of the episodes, but he, this guy has magically been finding himself in everything from the Mandalorian to, from, <laughs> to, I don't know. I think I saw him in a Star Trek thing too, but I, he, he's in a whole bunch of stuff now, but I know him mostly as Pillboy from A Good Place, a show that's very near and dear to my heart. So I was very happy to see him again. Nice. Yeah. So th- those are some people I wanted to mention. This is, I want to give, honestly, I had so much fun watching this show. I guess I want to yeah. give it a face and a half. Why not? I enjoyed it. That's fair. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it too. I will say just lastly that it does so much for the MCU that I feel like you have to catch this for the movies. It it, yeah. it might not be the case. It might be that they run the movies so that you don't have to have watched the shows. But I think it'd be pretty difficult <laughs> with what they yeah. do in this show. So, yeah. yeah. It's going to have a second season too. Oops, spoiler. But that's a good thing for me. I don't. I don't think it's a spoiler. I mean, all 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 it says is that the title character Loki doesn't die, which is you know, or or I mean, even if he could die because we've he's already died and he's you know they had this that's whole true. show after his death. He's not he's not Scarlett uh, Johansson. You know, he, he's not the Black <laughs> Widow. You know, he can come back. And I mean, and I'm really happy he came back because, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the first time of 2021 for a new release. I'm giving it four stars. This is the first and only four star oh, I've yeah. given this year. Yeah, it's it's. So what makes a four star for me is very hard because it's like one, it has to be rewatchable. And from my standpoint, you know, even though I really love movies, I still am a basic bitch. Like it's <laughs> got to be a very fun actiony film for me to want to rewatch. You know, it's got to be something to pass the time really quick right. that. You know, I can just space out or dissect too. But like th- th- this film, there's a lot of like cosmic shit that happens that it's very trippy and it's a lot of fun just to to get lost in it. I, I will say again, slight spoiler: they do something I've wanted to see in cinema, and I wanted to see it really well done. And that's the the I'll, I will say it is a uh, Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. They, they they kind of pull off something from Majora's Mask in cinema that I've just been wanting to see, and it looks so good. And it's a lot of fun, even though it's, again, just a bunch of CGI. It's all just effects, but it's oh, good effects. S- speaking of CGI, there's that one, I felt like 10 minutes, that action scene in that one episode where they're running towards a MacGuffin, I guess is how I'll say it. But like that, it was all CGI. You know, it had to be all CGI, but it was some of the best CGI I've ever seen. Yeah. Oh, and, and they just, both DiMartino and Hiddleston just play it perfectly. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. They really pulled off a lot of good effects in this. And again, the chemistry is great. The acting is great. So it's like, a four star can have flaws. As I said, there were some like nitpicks I had with this show, things that I wanted more of. You know, it's got to just be like really rewatchable, really enjoyable. And just even even with flaws, I have to be able to step back and just be like, I don't give a f- rat's ass. Like, mm-hmm. I'm okay with giving it a four star. And like, I'll look back at the all of 2021 and like maybe Judas and the Black Messiah. You know, I might have been able to up that to a four star, but like, I'm not. As much as I enjoyed that film, it's not something I want to go out and watch really quick. There's a lot of sure. There's some parts of it are hard to watch. Yeah, exactly. It's it's it, it can just be a little weighing, <laughs> and you know sometimes I just want to be in a happy mood where I'm just adrift on the show or the movie. And that was Loki. Like every single every single episode that came out, every single week, I was just like, "Oh fuck, that's right." There's a new episode of Loki. They they, they right. sneak it in on Wednesdays now. They don't. Drop yeah, it on yeah. Friday. They were Friday for the other shows. I think it's just because it's Loki. You know, they're like, "Yeah, hey, gotcha, <laughs> gotcha, hey, trickster." <laughs> yeah, it's. It was fun. It was it was a very exciting thing, and it was, you know, unlike you know, Scarlet Witch was a lot of fun to go into work and talk to friends about. People, some people were watching Falcon and Winter Soldier, but we didn't talk about it as much. You know, it wasn't as captivating outside of the show. But Loki, like every time we would go in after the week, we'd be like, "Hey, did you see the new episode?" It's like, "Oh fuck, that's right. There's a new episode. I'll catch it tonight." And the next time we when we see each other, it's like, "Oh fuck, you know what? What just happened?" 
it was a lot of fun. It was it is what I remembered from Lost. You know, it right. was that is that exciting that exciting weekly basis of new shit dropped i'm so excited (laughs) right well there you have it guys perfect rating for us go catch loki uh you can watch it on disney plus it's a lot of fun it blows up the mcu (laughs) oh yeah uh yeah has that been our show i am the green traveler from gorsh and i have been and I guess remain chemically wise, the faceless Leon. <laughs> Safe travels and good night. Green and Faceless on the Couch is a proud production of Fiction Works 19. If you like the show, please show your support by rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Like, follow, subscribe, wherever you might listen. We also now have a Patreon account. If you feel so inclined to support us in a financial manner, Please become a patron by visiting patreon.com slash greenandfaceless. You can also find more information about us on our Facebook account or on the FictionWorks19 Instagram account. Thank you so much for listening.